Welcome to the Maker Mindset Podcast. Join your host, Mike Rubini, as he shares his journey into building and launching profitable SaaS products. Get ready to learn from Mike and his guests as they share struggles, successes, best practices, and case studies. Introducing the host of the Maker Mindset Podcast, Mike Rubini. Hello, and welcome to the Maker Mindset Podcast. This is uh, Mike Rubini, and in this episode, I would like to talk about why I bootstrap. So, since I launched my first SaaS, which at the time it, it was called Engage, a bunch of investors reached out to me about possibly investing in it. To give you some context, I'm a solo founder, and I do everything in my startups myself. So that means from coding to marketing to handling customer support, I do it all. These potential investors are relatively small investors and some were just um, users of the product which were really satisfied with it and wanting to contribute. Uh, But some others were so-called professional investors who invest in several startups. So while I would have liked the money and I was already thinking about how to spend it on different marketing activities, I politely declined all the offers. And uh, here are a few reasons behind my thinking. So first of all, let me address a common misconception. The money that investors put into a business, any business, is not your money. I know this is very basic, but we need to understand that investors are looking for a return on their investment, and that's really all they care about. And from the moment you take their money, they will hold you accountable for that. And, I mean, rightly so, right? So being a solo founder, I am responsible for all of my choices, and I'm more willing to take risks because I own 100% of the good and bad outcomes that my choices produce. If I was to take money, I would have to undergo a big mental shift where I would also be responsible for other people's money. Here is another common problem. As I said, investors will hold you accountable for your choices. That's the way it should be because they effectively become your business partners. And in my experience, most investors, above all if they are inexperienced, actually go past that point and they will stress you for updates almost every day. I don't mind being diluted of shares, but I do mind being diluted of what drives me, which is my passion, my curiosity, and the freedom to work on whatever I want at any time without having to ask for permission from anybody. So we are entrepreneurs and we make things to have freedom not to find ourselves another boss. This is the first reason I didn't take the money. The second reason is that I evaluated investors. Now, it's common practice that investors evaluate your business before investing. Well, you should also evaluate them back. Do you know their track record? Is this their first experience investing in in a startup? For me, good investors are not just a commodity. Can they be an asset to you, not only economically? Maybe they have some experience in a certain field in which they can advise you. It might be that they have some assets or other companies that you can form a strategic partnership with. So don't look for the money only. Also, investors are not all of the same kind. 
there are investors who are looking for a long-term return that you know can just give them extra money for life there are investors who are looking for you know to cash in on their investments as soon as possible and they're looking for companies with exponential growth now each type of investor is good for a different type of startup so you need to consider that in my case investors were not a good fit the other reason is that my startups are currently small you know i range from about 2k mrr to 5k mrr depending on you know which stage the business is in and i started my first startup in late december 2017 so it's about two years that i'm doing this and my startups are doing a very good job as uh, at sustaining my lifestyle and at sustaining me uh, but because my startups are growing month over month and they are in the very early phase uh, i don't think it is a good investment to have investors on at this point my startups value uh, will likely increase and it is increasing month over month while investors would put money in at a certain fixed valuation based on the current value of the startup and current evaluation of uh, how the startup can grow but since the valuation of my startup is increasing the investment itself will keep losing value a common objection to this point is that with investors money you can actually scale your startup and therefore increase the valuation in a shorter period of time for that, I'm considering alternative investments that do not require money to potentially produce more money. One thing that I like very much is performance marketing, also called affiliate marketing. I think of affiliates also as investors because they are putting money upfront to cover acquisition costs for you. Yes, you do pay them on revenue share, but they do not own any shares and they are very invested in the business because if they don't produce results, they do not get paid. This is the third reason that I didn't take the money. The fourth reason is that I don't need the money. So it's common and almost a rule for the majority of founders that if you have a startup, you need to get funding. Money can certainly help you uh, and help most startups grow faster. But what if you don't want to eat big and cash out? In my case, I don't want my new project to be a million dollar business. I just want this project to reach, you know, maybe 10K MRR and have it fund my lifestyle and dreams month after month. This is, of course, a choice you need to make for yourself. Are you sh shooting for that big hit? Uh, do you want your startup to someday become a unicorn? Do you want your startup to support you in the long run? Uh, whatever it is, while you decide, remember your why. I'm doing this to avoid the conventional path that society wants me to take, which for me is teaching music to kids in a public school. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a musician by trade. I studied since I was four years old to become a musician and play in front of people. And I don't want to compromise that. I don't want to go teaching in a school just because playing live is not sustainable economically, at least for me. Uh, that's why I aim for my startups to support me and I don't care about doing 1 million MRR. Because of this and because I do everything myself and that keeps costs extremely low, I can invest some, some of the profits in 
improving the service, the product, and getting more customers. The other reason that I didn't take the money is that I had a bad experience already with investors. Uh, so this is not my first rodeo. I founded another startup previously around uh, 2015. Uh, and with that one, I decided to get help and investments really from day one. While the investments certainly helped to make the product better in a way that I never could have done alone, uh, that did delay our go-to-market strategy and eventually accumulate that for the startup. That is basically why I now advocate going to market as soon as possible with a minimal version of your product, the so-called MVP minimum viable product. So to conclude, my rule of thumb when deciding on investments is, you know, look at opportunity cost, raise investors money if you already have plenty of money, and use them as an economic lever so that you can, uh, so that you know that you can do other things with your own money. In every other case, just bootstrap. Thank you for listening to this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. See you in the next one.